real chills. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Chills. For this Thanksgiving, we decided to do a cute little shiver, get into some of the fun things about Thanksgiving. Can't wait to tell my story. It's super weird. But before that, how how are you, Alyssa? How are things going? Oh, Meg, I'm doing good, man. I am. <laughs> I'm enjoying this weather. It's fun, chilly where we are. So I'm really ready for like the true like fall into winter time Mm, yeah I feel like I'm the opposite I'm like it is cold and windy now I have to wear socks all the time (laughs) I'm always but yeah it is I'm drinking hot cocoa right now I've just jumped into it that sounds super cozy I ordered slippers when they came in the mail today so I've been wearing slippers all day oh yeah yeah, nice nice that's awesome nice and toasty the other thing though is like I like this weather because it feels like this is the time you can drink hot toddies. I just didn't feel like Ooh. it was appropriate to drink hot toddies, but now that's all I want to drink. Yes, I love a good hot toddy. Yeah. Oh man, when you're sick, those things like set you set you right for yeah, sure. Yeah. Honestly, awesome. I'm ready. Man, I am I mean, it makes sense, but I'm just surprised still how fast this year has gone, especially since time has stood still. it's insane yeah well I think I saw this posted somewhere where it does feel like during the day like each day has like 70 hours and then the week has like six like Monday at work it felt like I it would not end and then as soon as it ends it's like oh shit it's Friday (laughs) so it's a very confusing time to be alive it's true it's true but I'm you know I'm cool with it you know the further (laughs) the further down the line we go the sooner we get to Having a vaccine, getting yes, back to some yeah. semblance of what life used to be like, <laughs> having fights with people about different things. No, <laughs> others, yeah, I'm ready for the world to not know what the problem is that I'm having in my life, you know, because everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you're sad because you can't see people. And it's like, how do you know? I can't brood if everyone knows and is also brooding. So let's get back to people being happy. This is my thing. <laughs> it's frustrating. Yeah. I, a uh, little bit too, uh, a little bit of TMI for me. So I am really fortunate to have a like career coach session, like that I get through my work. So I was talking to my like career coach person today and I was like, telling her, I was like, yeah, like it's the holiday season. Things are slowing down. Like, it just feels weird to like not be so busy immediately. Right. And she's just like, uh, you're the kind of person that if you don't have too much on your plate, you're just going to cause your own chaos. Maybe you should exercise. <laughs> wow. So I she like bad. is a life coach truth teller. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't hold back. Yeah. Damn. I just don't even know if I want her services. I can't handle the truth like that. About it. I was so impressed. I was like, wow, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, the year is ending. So I think if you're feeling like you have time to do stuff, one, I want you to take a few days to yourself because you don't do that. But two, <laughs> maybe like set some new goals. The new year's coming. Yeah, I am thinking about that. It's it's weird to set goals this year because I'm just like, yeah, I set awesome goals last year and that didn't it was going great until like march 
<laughs> yeah, we were doing so good. We set goals together and mm-hmm. then yeah. Yeah, that's true. It is a weird time to set goals. But it is also a thing at this time of year, it makes me feel normal to set goals for next year. So I'm sure yeah, I'll do it at some yeah. point. But no rush. Mm-hmm. My goals are just like, leave the house. Leave. You've been inside for weeks. Just walk out the door. <laughs> and I fail miserably. So. I feel you. So it's funny because I did a lot of going out like on Friday recently. And just like to get, I wasn't stockpiling, but I was, I am trying to avoid being out in the world during Thanksgiving week. I just, I don't need to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) I feel that. Especially because like the grocery stores are all crazy right now. And I was just like, we're not even making things like a traditional Thanksgiving meal, but I just wanted a couple things like that were really specific. So, so what are you making? We are making a bunch of chicken wings from a recipe Yum. I got on TikTok. <laughs> you are so hip. Oh my gosh, you keep this podcast young. I mean, wow. I got the recipe. I made it I've made it twice now and both times we were like, wow, wow, wow. This is delicious. It's just so simple and like delicious. Sam and I were like saying it's the least processed food product that we eat technically. Oh, really? It, well, it doesn't nice. require any oil on it. So like <laughs> It's literally just like chicken. Yeah, <laughs> you that's awesome. Baking soda on it and it makes it taste really good. Not baking soda, baking powder. But like, mm. you don't even have to do that. And like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. So, the one thing I am doing, I wasn't planning on this originally, but when I was grocery shopping, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna try it. Is I'm gonna try to make a gluten free pumpkin pie that doesn't require baking. Ooh, yeah, because I have to do the gluten free thing right now. So, I, I yeah, so I'm excited to try that. It's been a long time since I've had pumpkin pie. So, what about you? What are you, uh, what are your favorite Thanksgiving foods? What are you looking forward to eating? I make, I love making apple pie. And uh, the way I make it is very controversial because a lot of people like their apple slices really big, but I make them super, super fucking tiny. And everyone's like, why are you doing this? This is like torturing yourself and we don't want it like this. But I'm convinced that when you cut them small, the the seasonings like soak in so much better. Like every bite is so much more flavorful. Like so almost making like an apple, apple tart, like tart-like slices where they're so thin. They're like little chunks. They're like squares. So ah, they're not thin. Ah, okay. They're chopped up like little chunks. Yeah. Um, so I'm obviously, I'm always, I make the, I make my little apple pie and it's huge. I use like 10 apples. <laughs> it's just like this monstrous. It's so good though. So that, and I think I'm going to make pumpkin roll again. I made it this Halloween and it's so much fun and I want to try to make a cool design, but I nice. don't know what the design is going to be yet. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I'm excited about yeah. that for you. Like, I think that sounds delicious and I like the idea of small little apple bites. I, I can see that being delicious. Yeah, it was definitely an accident the first time. I'm not like a genius. I wasn't like, let's do this. I think it'll work. It was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> but I do think that it like the flavor just kind of soaks in better because obviously there's like less surface area. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I'm excited. I am. My favorite thing. So this is super boring listeners, but I'm not eating gluten <laughs> right now. It's super annoying. But um, when I was eating uh, breads and things like that, my favorite thing is the Capriati's turkey bobby sandwich. Have you ever had Ooh, one of those? No. What is it? They're so good. Walla does a version of it. It's the, uh, it's like roasted turkey, oven roasted turkey, stuffing 
cranberry sauce, mayonnaise, and yeah, stuffing turkey, cranberry sauce, and mayonnaise on a sandwich roll. sounds so good. awesome. It's so good. You can get them year-round at the Capriati's, like, sandwich shops. Um, I know that they do them at Wawa for, like, a limited time, but they're they're so good. And sometimes it's just, like, all you actually want. (laughs) It's, like, the leftovers, not really, like, the meal itself, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Heck, yeah. I'm excited. The one thing that I'm also thinking about doing, even though this isn't very Thanksgiving-ish, is I got the, I got these tiny trash cans from the dollar store. Oh, they're so cute. And I, uh, I learned how to make fortune cookies and I'm like debating if people are going to get a trash can full of fortune cookies for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. For 2021. I haven't decided yet, but. A garbage full of your fortune is garbage already. I mean, this year was garbage. Like let's. let's (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. So I might try like, um, perfecting my fortune cookie recipe Mm. over the break. That's awesome. Yeah. Alyssa, are you ready for my story? I'm so excited. This is actually one of the reasons why we decided to do a shiver episode. <laughs> to even do it at all. It's so weird. Okay. Today, I want to talk about the chicken church. Or it's actually a pigeon church. That's what it's supposed to be. But its <laughs> official name is Gareja I Am. I'm trying my best. Um, and you've seen the pictures. It's this giant place of worship in the shape of a dove um it's supposed to look like a dove but there's like a crown on the dove which gives it its chicken-like appearance Mm -hmm. um the church is hidden in the thick forests of magalang indonesia and it's just it's so cool every listener has to like google a picture of this church it's insane so who and why like why was this church built um there have been many skeptics that believed it was formed for a religious cult or could be the site of some paranormal hauntings there's even some people who said there's like vampires have been seen there, but that's all not really been corroborated at all. <laughs> it's actually like a, I think, in my opinion, a much cuter story. It was built by Daniel Alamja. According to the Atlas Obscura article, Meet the Man Behind Indonesia's Chicken Church. In 1988, after his nightly prayers, he received a vision of a dove with snow white wings resting at the top of a hill. A disembodied voice asked him to build a house of worship for all people. When he awoke, he tried to dismiss the vision as a mere hallucination. Alams just started taking the dream more seriously when one of his employees failed to show up in Jakarta after Ramadan, the mid-year fasting season. Then, he was a manager for the German chemical company BASF, and he was in charge of making sure his team ran smoothly. So, he went to Magalang, which was the man's hometown, to track him down. Alamshaw found his employee, who asked for one more day at home and invited his boss to the Bukit Rima, which is Rima Hill, to see the sunrise. He, and then this is when he sees the sunrise and he was just like amazed. Uh, it was the same hill and the same view that he saw in his vision. Wow, that's he, wild. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. So he has this vision and he's like, this is where I always, like at the story where I was like, there's no way I would ever build a, like a pigeon church. Then you see the hill from your dream. Yeah. And what do you do? Yeah. He decided to pray all night and read his Bible for guidance. One verse kept popping up. The verse in question was Isaiah 2.2, which reads, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above all hills, and all nations will stream into it. 
In the morning, a passerby mentioned that uh, the hill, Bukit Rima, situated between the small Indonesian villages of Kembang Limas and Kerengreho, was surrounded by nine different Havanese mountains, which Alamsja understood to be a reference to the verse and thus a confirmation of his dream. Wow. Yeah, he kept seeing this verse that was like, it's going to be the highest mountain where everybody meets, and this mountain fits the bill for all of that for him. Yeah. Which, again, I feel like every step of the way, I'd be like, damn it, no! (laughs) I don't want to build a chicken church! (laughs) It's just, it's such a big undertaking. It's a big task to be saddled with, let's be honest. It's a lot. (laughs) I'm sure that, like, other historical religious figures, when they were, like, you know, called by a higher power, they were just like, I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it was probably easier before, like, Facebook and Twitter, because it's like, I... I'm, I don't need that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, what else are you doing if you're not looking at social media? You're reading the newspaper? Exactly. Come on. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, let's just build a house or something. Um, before returning home to the city, he left his contact information with the local head of Karen Greho. Two weeks later, someone who owned part of the land came to Jakarta to offer Alamsja his share. After several negotiations, how much do you think he paid for uh, an acre, a little over an acre, acre of land. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not good at estimating this. Like it was the eighties, right? In another country. Yeah. It's like, like $10,000. I don't know. I could afford it. It was like two grand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Meg brag about being rich. <laughs> no, don't. Meg yeah. Yes has 2000. <laughs> Listen, I have two grands I can drop on a, a small acre in Indonesia if I ever needed to. So Your plane ticket will cost more than your plot of land. Right? <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, so not too bad, not too bad. Um, despite his lack of architectural experience, Alan Shaw says he designed the church himself. That blows my mind. When you see this church, that will blow your mind. Uh, trying to stay faithful to the dove he'd seen in his vision. Wasno, the head of the nearby village of Gumbang, and a neighbor of Alamstra's 30-person construction crew says, this is such a funny line. Actually, it did look like a dove in the beginning. (laughs) But then we added the crown. (laughs) Daniel wanted it to symbolize holiness, but people thought it was a rooster crust, so they started calling it chicken instead of a dove. (laughs) Such a bummer. It's a dove with a crown, not a chicken. And I guess all chickens are just doves with crowns. Actually... (laughs) Actually, it did look like... (laughs) Actually, it kind of did look like a dove until you gave it a crown. Yeah. (laughs) I just think of that part in Arrested Development where Job is like, hair down, glasses off, glasses on, hair up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So poor Alan Shaw, he's just trying his best to follow this word of this dove. Um, He wanted this to be a place of worship for all religions, but many were skeptical of the chicken church. And many complaints were filed with the police. This plus <laughs> lack of funds forced Alamsjaw to halt construction in 2000. Oh. Yeah. And they kept calling it Chicken Church. And he's like, it's not a chicken and it's not a church. It's a dove place of worship. Get it right. <laughs> Completely different. How many times do I have to... No, but I do understand the dis- like the distinctions he's trying to make there. And sure. if this wasn't a happy ending, I would be like, oh, man, they did him so dirty. But it... it When you look at it, it is a chicken church. With the church being empty, it began to go into disrepair. 
vines grew all over it and people spray painted it which made it like a super creepy site for the longest time and there the chicken church sat for 15 years with less less than 100 visitors per month until the church went viral in the Daily Mail and Huffington Post visitors flooded into the mysterious palace of worship hitting a high of 2,000 visitors a week wow Getting Isn't that, that a Daily Mail bump? Good for that. Yeah, I didn't know. Pump. I didn't think. I didn't think Daily Mail did anything but give you viruses. So I'm really <laughs> impressed that it's out here helping anybody. But yeah, so you know, I feel like this really is a hero's journey. Um, and I <laughs> would love to go here because he's like so cool. Um, the proceeds of the entrance fee, which is a dollar a person, allowed Alamstra to continue his dream. And I thought I'd finish with a quote directly from the Atlas Obscura article because it was it was just delightful. And then we can talk about it. These days, the chicken church is no longer abandoned. The renovations made in the last few years include jeweled tiles, paneled windows, a small paved access road, and work on the underground prayer rooms, which are nearly finished. Displays in the main hall, which is the body of the chicken, document the project's growth from a divine team of full-fledged poultry temple. <laughs> so many tourists come each year that Alamstra even built a small cafe inside the chicken's rear. It sells <laughs> traditional in yeah, it sells traditional Indi- Indonesian snacks and coffee. And this is a quote from him. You know, everyone said I was crazy. In the 90s, I kept rereading that Bible verse, trying to find the courage to continue. My children were very angry at me. I had to keep telling them, this isn't my plan. This is God's plan. It's been 30 years, and I'm glad I continued. Thousands of visitors come each year to pray or reflect on their lives, and my children finally respect what I've accomplished. Oh, that's great. Isn't that so cute? <laughs> that's wonderful. I came for the weird ch- chicken building, and I stayed for the family love and appreciation. <laughs> it was just all around and I know it's not technically paranormal, but he envisioned this pigeon, crowned pigeon in a dream and made it a reality. So I think that that's it's at least mystical in my mind. Yeah, I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's a great, inspiring story. Also, the fact I really love stories where people <laughs> have dreams that are almost like this is a little different. Right. But he did like see the hill that he envisioned in his dream and i think that's pretty mm-hmm. interesting i think that's super cool yeah and i think it's fun that like you know this is a guy that just wanted to do something and did it mm-hmm. and it's a chicken which is sort of like a turkey which is sort of like thanksgiving so it made me got me in the thanksgiving mood and honestly people definitely look it up online there's there's all of these cool like prayer walls and places i think no matter what your religion, it would be a nice place to just go and kind of like meditate and yeah. appreciate yeah. what he's done there. I love it. So I yeah. You yeah. can bet for sure that that is going to be the graphic on our Instagram for this episode. So yes, the very least, church. make sure you see our Instagram <laughs> Real Chills Podcast and you can definitely see at least a sneak preview for this picture. When I um, got to pick my costume for my first Halloween costume, it was a chicken. So Aww. I feel spiritually connected to, to this, little, <laughs> this little place. I love it. 
I know yeah. I told you this before, but when you had sent me the, um, I got the message about the story we were doing and I was taking a nap and I was like, why are we talking about a church's chicken? The fast food restaurant. <laughs> yeah, a little different. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. Church's chicken. You know what? I actually, so this reminds me, um, I know we're going to talk about general recommendations a little later, but um, I'm really into bird stuff has been showing up in my mm. like algorithms lately. I'm not getting a mm. bird, but I think it's because I'm obsessed with this uh, this parrot named Hamlet on TikTok. <laughs> oh. Who uh-huh. all, uh, if you want to follow some great wholesome content, it's at chantyb.97. Uh, it's Hamlet and Bridget. And I think she's Australian. And it's just her and this little blue bird. And they just hang out and he talks a bunch. And it's very cute. So That's like um, Lisa Wise, the comic. The mm-hmm. comic. I love when she posts little videos of her birds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She got earrings that are like a bird perch. Like it's a big circle oh. and he can sit and it is like, shout out Lisa. It yeah. is like so cool. I was like, oh man, now I want a bird just so I can do that. Content. Hell yeah. 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 I say something weird about eating um, chickens for, for Thanksgiving, but I no regrets. <laughs> no regrets this year. No, no regrets. It's fine. Well, thanks, Meg. That story was really great. I it took a turn I wasn't expecting, so I'm glad that you yeah. brought, like you brought it to us because I'm just like it's kind of like a nice like feel good story. That's what I was thinking. You know, it has a little bit of family in there. His yeah. dream comes true, and people like going. It made me in a year where I haven't felt things. It made me feel a little twinkle of joy so I wanted to pass that on to everyone else and pretend that because he saw it in a dream that it counts as paranormal so yeah nice (laughs) everybody have you ever felt emotions then do we have the podcast for you Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. paranormal i too uh have a little story to share i can't wait and i am excited as usual to be the bummer of this duo (laughs) (laughs) i'm here to talk about plymouth massachusetts yes and how Mm -hmm. haunted it might be which to to be fair i mean one of the things that i was mentioning when proposing this as the story is that we as kids or at least we did. I don't know what it's like now in the education system, but we came up with like the myth of the pilgrims and like the Native Americans at the first Thanksgiving. Like it was so wholesome and sweet and it wasn't like that at all. So, you know, my, all of my associations with like Plymouth Rock and the pilgrims and the Mayflower, they're both like this mix of like childhood fantasy that we were like told as like third graders when we were making like pilgrim hats and like probably inappropriate like 
kids' headdresses, right? Like out of construction paper, and then also feeling like defrauded by our education system about the real history of like the the quote unquote pilgrims and Plymouth. That's my rant. But we're gonna talk about Plymouth, Massachusetts, because there's a couple of cool things that if you're ever in the area for the history that you should check out for the ghosts. Hell yeah, yeah. We're going to actually lay some real truth about what happened in Plymouth, so I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait to get into it. There are so many sources. I just wanted to narrow it down and shout out two specific things that I use as references for my portion today. The first is that there, like any classic historical site, there is a ghost tour that you can take of Plymouth, Massachusetts called Dead of Night Ghost Tours. Plymouth's number one tour for history and haunts. And there are different walking tours you can take, but it just seems really cool, right? Like if you're in a place with lots of history, there's probably going to be lots of ghosts. And you can bet that when we finally get a chance to unquarantine, go to Salem, Massachusetts, and do all the fun spooky walking tours, we're definitely going to take an extra night and go to Plymouth and check some of these out because they're really cool. So that's one thing I want to talk about. The other one is this website called gothichorrorstories.com. This site is great. Like I've just been kind of clicking around and the author of this website tells you the history of places that you can travel to, but it's in such a compelling way. And maybe it's because I just haven't read a really good blog in a long time, (laughs) but it's just like so worth it. So it's gothichorrorstories.com. And there's a couple different articles related to Plymouth. Um, the big one we'll definitely talk about today is Haunted Plymouth, the macabre history of Plymouth, Massachusetts, where pilgrim and Native American spirits haunt side by side. Whoa. Yeah, it's cool. There's like the whole first part's the history, which I'm not even going to delve into because I really <laughs> just want to focus on the, the like spooky stuff. Um, yes. The first thing I definitely found compelling, and if anyone else out there does their own research and finds information please share it with us because i could not find more information about the captain thomas phillips house but in plymouth there is a house called the captain thomas phillips house that is the only legally haunted house apparently (laughs) according (laughs) to yeah legally according to an 18th century court ruling you know that the courts were with the law in the 18th century best law ever (laughs) but yeah so um the tenants at the time reported windows and doors opening on their own and they decided we're moving out like the other creepy things are happening and rumors spread about the house throughout Plymouth that uh one of the former tenants who had passed away had been consorting with the devil Okay. In 1734, the landlord of the house brought a suit against the tenants who had moved out, who had made the claim because of the ha- stories of the hauntings, the house couldn't be lived in. He just couldn't rent it out again. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. What the court actually ruled was that the tenants' beliefs in ghosts couldn't be proven to be true or false. And so they couldn't be uh, proven to have committed slander, which was super interesting. That's so crazy. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It's just really interesting. Um, but now if you had a Twitter account, like they could just, they could have accomplished the same thing, right? Now with Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> the, one of the other ghosts, really famous, is the ghost of Abigail. 
Um, so I think of Abigail, who's an eight-year-old girl who wears colonial. Of course she is. Of course she Little is. Little Abigail. Uh-huh. Does she have pigtails and dead eyes? Anyway, <laughs> continue. Sorry. She is really well known for, you know, doing little kid things. She haunts the Spooner family house at historic, it's now a museum, but at the Spooner house, she's known to welcome guests, be seen throughout the house, being seen playing outside. Even as recently as the, a story that I found um, that was pretty wild was in 2005, a construction crew (laughs) came to work on the house and the door was opened by this little girl in period clothes. And so the construction workers were like, oh, like, this is just like a kid who like is, I guess, doing (laughs) child labor working. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't think anything of it. And then like they told the main curator, the director of the museum, and they were like, there's no child working here. Whoa, that's a nightmare. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. And these construction workers are like, look, we just want to like fix the ceiling or whatever they're there to do. But yeah, so. I feel like it's always construction workers too. They're always like, why? Like, this is not what I signed up for. I think the thing with construction workers though, right, is that they're there usually to make changes to a property or like to to ruffle something, right? Like, right. That's such a good point. Like so, they're upsetting the the way it was. Yeah, or something's been upset and they're there to like fix it, right? So mm-hmm. so it's just super interesting. I know 2005 wasn't like that recent ago, but just the fact that there's like, um, it was multiple witnesses. I in- feel like it's recent enough. They had the Nokias back then. <laughs> like they were, they had <laughs> cell phones. Yeah, they at least had Nokias for sure. They had slow internet. They might have had razors <laughs> even, you know? Yeah. Like, like a nice yeah razor yeah i think that's 21st century i think that counts i mean the bigger thing is more just that like they weren't there looking for ghosts they were like we just have to get our shit done (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so i find that super interesting but there's other really interesting cool places um that you should do some research on and when we're all allowed back outside of our houses and can travel uh i i never thought that i'd be interested in going to plymouth massachusetts but after like doing this research i'm like it sounds pretty cool, actually. Like, I think it would be worth, like, going around. But is Plymouth Rock actually a rock? Oh, Meg, you need to tell me this ahead of time so I can research. <laughs> okay, well, let me look Hold real on, quick. Hold on, let's Google it. It's a site of disembarkation. So it's basically, like, it's, like, a part of the bay. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love going to, like, old school towns, specifically more in the north. I don't, I haven't been to re- really many in the south, but, like, northern old school towns they just have they have a life of their own whether it be paranormal or the energy I don't know what it is but like when you go to Boston when you go to Plymouth Salem uh even Philly it has its own little like (laughs) if you go to old city only yeah anywhere else you're yeah you're basically in Detroit but (laughs) like old city is so beautiful It's, it's it's so good and I am sad I haven't done a Philly ghost tour can we please, we need to do that once this is all yeah. said and done. I don't know how we I, haven't managed to do that yet, honestly. I think it's our job as co-hosts of this podcast. Like, we could get fired if someone up top finds out <laughs> that we haven't done this yet. But, I agree. I'm with that. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, I'm always into a ghost story where the ghost, first of all, it's full-bodied apparition. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you can also, like, they see the period clothes. Because I feel like that gives more credence to it being true because they have to describe it. And someone who actually knows what the time period clothes would be has to be like, oh, that's classic 
1700s garb. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really... <laughs> what if you were just, like, a kid who just regularly died, like, in the 90s? Oh, man. In a historic <laughs> house, and you're just like, no, I'm I'm legitimately a ghost. I just don't look like the other ghost. They're like, yeah, yeah, kid, get out of my way. You're not a ghost. I can see you. You're wearing a Tasmanian devil sweater. I don't believe shit. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that was awesome, Melissa. I really, I'm like all jazzed, like, thinking about going on, like, a ghost tour to, in some old-ass town. I'm all jazzed about the concept of getting out of my house I'm here for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is I just want to leave my front door at some point into a ghost in my own goddamn house the way I'm just <laughs> yeah. like moaning and creaking around the house yeah, yeah. oh my god I totally feel that I'm ready <laughs> well it is the Thanksgiving holiday for us mm-hmm. in the U.S. and I thought it'd be fun for us to just Say some things that we're grateful for because it's 2020. Also, yeah. whatever you're grateful for, can you put it in the comments? Because I just need to hear some like good news, some good vibes. Yes, tell us the things you're grateful for. Yeah. Um, well, my big 2020 thing that I'm grateful for is Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's we've been dating for a while. He's not like a new addition. But uh, I just feel like in 2020, he's been a very good and supportive and patient partner. And... Uh, it's really made all of this crazy stuff a lot less crazy. So I'm thankful for Dan. Oh, I am also thankful for Dan because he edits <laughs> this podcast. And the podcast. <laughs> we give him a lot of credit so we don't have to pay him. Just kidding. We do. <laughs> I was saying like, I definitely yeah. like love doing the podcast already, but like having Dan edit the podcast has made it like so much more fun to focus on, like just being in the episode. So thank you, Dan. Yeah. For making this happen it's been so great i'm also thinking before like we've been just hearing from listeners randomly just people who've listened to the episodes and like we love hearing from you all so um thanks to anyone who's reached out and shared like they listened to an episode or they've been like subscribed to us for a while it just means a lot to hear from you guys and um yeah we're so grateful for anyone who listens to this podcast because we love doing it and we're not gonna stop thank you so much so you might as well subscribe Yeah, I have one more thing that I I have another thing. Yeah. So yes, thank you listeners. You're great. One thing that I feel like this year I've had more time to do is watch TV. And I'm very grateful for all of the horror comedy that's out in the world. Oh, yeah. There's I've watched so much. There's Truth Seekers with Simon Pegg. There's Ghosts, which is like on the BBC network. Uh, there's What We Do in the Shadows. Um, the TV series. One? I yeah, still well, we do the movie somehow. Which one? Oh, the movie's good. The movie's hilarious if it's the first thing you see, but mm-hmm. I don't think it holds up after you've experienced the pure joy that is the TV show. <laughs> so anyway, I'm thankful for that. I've really enjoyed it, and it's like really like made me energized and wanting to do to to write towards that. Oh, that's great. I mean, I know it's like a not uh, it wasn't our planned segue but i feel like it should be because we wanted to talk about other recommendations oh yeah of things that we love that people can check out over the holiday i know i don't know if you experience this meg but for me like i have a standard rotation of things that i like to catch up on content wise youtube channels podcasts things like that and of course like the thanksgiving the like christmas winter 
and like new year holiday like throws that cycle off like there's no more yeah on Monday mornings, I don't get up and see like last week tonight in my feed anymore. And I'm just right. so sad. Like, yeah. So I thought it might be fun for us to talk about some recommendations we have for people who are wanting, uh, yeah, just something to listen to or catch up on over Heck the yeah. holiday. So, um, my recommendation, my recommendation goes off of yours, Meg. So I think that you should share yours and then I'll share mine. Okay. So this is a podcast I think specifically Alyssa and Alyssa like people <laughs> are going to love. It's witchy. It's planty. It is called the elder hour and it's hosted by Chelsea Selby and Juliet Diaz and their description of it. It's they discuss the history, magical properties and science behind a new plant every week. And I've been loving it. You know, I'm not like a witchy person. I don't, I haven't like dipped my toes into the, the waters, but it is fun to hear like the, the, properties that some of these plants have like they talked about like cinnamon and how it's spicy and fiery and you have to like treat it with respect and stuff and now I treat cinnamon with respect so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's they're really sweet to listen to they're like it's like a very relaxing podcast and informative so it's called the elder hour and I would definitely recommend that nice um I'm going to make, yeah, and I actually subscribed to it already. I'm really excited to listen to it. So I'm You're really going to love it. I'm I already know. so excited. So my recommendations, I actually have two based off of that. So if you're into getting into like witchcraft stuff or, and just want like fun content, there's a YouTube channel I recommend, which is Witches of the Crystal Garden. I think that they're great. They don't have that many videos up. They mostly do stuff together. So during the pandemic, they've not been putting out a ton of new like content but witches of the crystal garden on youtube they have fun videos you can follow them on instagram um and they're kind of like um yeah like a fun like intro way to like just see two different people who are practicing witchcraft it's cool and then um the other one is the podcast speaking of which with skylar and samantha and they're super fun. Samantha's YouTube channel is also really good. She does a lot of like tarot and she does a lot of vlogging, which I really like. It's just like relaxing to watch other people's lives. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of which, it's very fun. It's very silly, but it's a great podcast that I listen to. And it's just really, it's low key. It's really fun. So I recommend it. Is it, is it speaking of which spelt W-I-T-C-H? Of course. Yes. Oh, love it. Okay. <laughs> Just so you, listeners know. Yes, okay. Well, that's yeah. brilliant. I love a good pun, podcast Yeah. Pun. It's good. Speaking it's, of which. Yeah. It's I, cool. I follow Samantha Mezzo's um, YouTube channel, and so I got into the, their podcast. Her YouTube channel is great. She does a lot of, like, if you're into, not witchcraft specifically, but if you're into tarot, she does a lot of, like, tarot unboxing videos. That's so, awesome. I think that's how I found her, was I was looking for something, and I wanted to reveal. So, yeah, I recommend that. Oh, yeah. It's just something to, like, a rabbit hole that you can dive down. Um, you know, the two podcasts we recommended, or the YouTube channel. If you're looking for something different, this... Yeah, sometimes I need a break because I listen to so much true crime and then one day I'll just wake up and be like, I cannot, I can't. So those are the times I need this type of, Yeah, you know. Yeah, so you know how I'm a rewatcher of things? Yeah. Yeah, Yes, I I do. (laughs) So I'm somebody who will like dive into something, watch it their first time, and then I'll like revisit it usually at least once just to like reabsorb it the first time is more just for me to get an understanding of the story and then like usually the second time I'm like actually like engaged with it 
I recently rewatched Making a Murderer. Nice. I rewatched with not the keepers, the keepers, that one with the nun on Netflix. I rewatched that one. Oof, I couldn't get through that one. That one was like that brutal. one was really, really rough to get through. But I, I yeah. actually watched it again, and then there were oh, I rewatched Tiger King. <laughs> oh my god, Alyssa, you are like a glutton for pain. I couldn't rewatch Tiger King. You would have to clockwork orange my eyes <laughs> to get me to rewatch. That goddamn show. It I was, was like, like thinking about it, and I was like, there's just so much happening the first time I watched it that, like, yeah. I just couldn't remember, like, all of the storylines or who, like, so I wanted to, like, watch it again. And so I did. I was doing stuff, like, I was, like, doing chores and things, like, when I was watching it. But yeah, I recommend revisiting something that you haven't, you didn't think mm-hmm. you could revisit mm-hmm. and just seeing if you, like, come out with perspective on it or maybe that's, double down on your perspective. Good advice. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good idea. It's also because like there's only like there's so much content being generated, but I knew like stories were compelling and interesting that I was just like, what is a way for me to like enjoy a story that I basically already know, so I don't have to put full attention to it? Because I yeah, get wrapped yeah. up, especially with like true crime stuff. Like you, you know how it is, Meg. Like you, I think this happened with Unsolved Mysteries for you, like. You watch, oh, I watch all the new Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. You watch them and then you're like, I need to Google this. And then three hours later, you're like, what happened? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. When the new Unsolved Mysteries came out, it like ruined my, like for weeks. I was just trying to solve these goddamn murders. Cause it's like, what is happening? <laughs> you're yes. like, I got this. Like just roll yeah, up I was like, sleeve. I'm going to do it. Speaking of, this is like a weird tangent that, I mean, we could cut it out if we feel like it, but The Simpsons just had a very fun true crime episode. It's one of their new episodes, and oh my god, if you listen to true crime podcasts, it's the funniest shit in the whole entire world. They nail true podcasts and true podcast listeners in a way that I've never, I was like, wow, so right. It's so, yeah, it's so funny. Like, I was doing the thing I do on Dateline where I'm like, was there insurance money? It was the boyfriend. You know, like, yeah. how you do the, like, checklist. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, anyway. Nice. Sorry, this kind of got off the rails. Sometimes I feel like that happens, but, <laughs> but my bad. That's what a shiver episode is. Like, let's just talk. Yeah. Let's just talk shit. Who cares? Go a little, yeah. yeah. Crazy. But if you've stuck with us for this long, thank you for being a listener. Thank you. We You're appreciate the best. you. Keep talking to us. We're like, lonely. Thankful for you. <laughs> Yes. Check us out on all the things. You can find Real Chills Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can listen to more episodes. Make sure you're subscribed. Meg, where can people find you tweeting about your apple pie brag? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Meg Gets, spelled G-O-E-T-Z, money. Nice. And I'm on the things at Alyssa Truz on Instagram and you can also check out my lizards, which I've been doing some lizard projects on variegated reticulated on Instagram. Yes, I love it. You've been posting more stuff and I'm all about it. Yeah, so I got fun. some stuff coming really up. It so, Ooh, can't yeah. wait. Yeah. All right. Well, happy See. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more.
by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Traskowski.